and welcome in to a, another episode of the West Life Podcast. I am your host, Josh Barnett, and as always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues, the best place to watch the game live and loud. Uh, you definitely need uh, some cold beers and uh, some uh, good food to want to uh, to be motivated to watch these West Tigers at the moment, But um, and you can do that on Sunday afternoon uh, when we take on the Dragons. Uh, the three of us are heading out to the game uh, to put ourselves through it, purely for uh, superfan Gussie, who is uh, getting us into a private box, and it's his birthday today. So first up, happy birthday, Gussie. I'll get uh, looking forward to celebrating with you on Sunday, even if the West Tigers uh, get done by the Dragons. It'll be good to catch up with you boys as well. But as always, we're sponsored by MG Pump Solutions as well. And Chain is not coming on Sunday. We'll try uh, try to convince him to come along. But uh, yeah, he's uh, doing doing more uh, productive things with his time and work at the moment than watching the West Tigers play. Uh, at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you'd like to support us and take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife and YouTube. Uh, seeing a heap of, uh, considering the worst loss in West Tigers history. Um, so... Yes, so thank you a lot. Please like, subscribe, comment, all that all that stuff. So, um, uh, Rob... I'll go to you first. Um, good to see. Um, yeah, I hope your your health has um, yeah been up and down lately, and this uh, West Tigers performance certainly wouldn't uh, wouldn't have helped that. Yeah, no. Good evening, Josh, Aaron, listeners. Happy birthday, Gussie. Hope you had a great day, mate. Uh, look, I, I was reasonably fine till um, you know I saw Jimmy Tamo get upset because I kind of had been, you know, suppressing my feelings most of the game. And then, you know, basically after the game, seeing the Roosters players kind of laughing, you know, you don't blame them. It was pretty much a training run. Uh, hearing the commentary and, you know, the the descriptions from Corey Parker and what have you saying, how substandard it was and all that sort of thing. And and then I just realised the plight we're in. And I'm not trying to be too dramatic, Josh, but dead set, I'm sit- where I'm sitting right now, I was watching the game on, on the big screen that I got here. And basically for about 30 minutes, I was crying. Like it just really hit me what a rut we are in as a club. You know, the, the fact that we can't do anything about it. Uh, then I got on, you know, Twitter ranting. I kind of tried to be cool at first saying, don't don't lose your shit. So what do I do half an hour later? Be a hypocrite and lose my shit and start, and start going at everyone. You know, the powers of be that have caused us to be in this position. But as you said, mate, it's it's our record loss. Um, I'm not going to single out any players. I believe what caused that loss still stems from the front office and how we went about uh, the way we got rid of Madge. And, and I'm not supporting Madge having stayed there or anything. It was just the timing of it. The fact that Tim Sheens was too gutless to take over straight away when he was meant to be there and be the experienced man to at least put a bit of shape. Like, what what this is going to do now, Josh, if there are any prospective players or managers that want to bring players to the club, you know, they're going to have second thoughts now after seeing that. This isn't just a a one or two player fix, mate. This is like a 10 to 15 
play a fix that obviously you can't do in one off season. So it's just hit me now, even though I, I kind of got some positive hopes to a degree for next year, we, we are three years away, whether we like it or not. I, I just thought the irony of the whole thing was we opened up that $78 million centre of excellence last week and you look at the score and 72 and 6 adds up to 78. I just thought that was pretty ironic that, you know, uh, it just proves, just proves that having, so. a center, having a centre of excellence doesn't mean anything. You've just got to, you just got to put it in. I'm not, I know, I know there are certain people in that club trying. I, know, I Like I said, I've been called out by a few people. I still think Benji and Robbie, their hearts are in the right places. We do need West Tigers DNA there. Uh, in terms of 2022, and I'll be straight up, I don't need to be friends with anyone on that board or CEO or chair or whoever. I've got zero respect for Tim Sheens for what he did for 2022. Absolute zero respect, okay? He tore our season apart. The chairman and the CEO have no idea about rugby league, so any recommendations they took, they took from Tim Sheens, okay? He's the one that decided to get rid of Madge mid-season. They failed to secure Seraldo, which I think we dodged a bullet. They got told by Seraldo's team, you need a man with experience to take over. So what do we do? We put in Brett Kamali, who's got no NRL experience. I've got the utmost respect for Kamali. I really do. He's a man. He's faced every challenge like a man, whether he's failed or not. And obviously he's failed, but he's been a patsy for these gutless imposters that run the club. So... I've got no respect for Tim Sheens whatsoever. He, he, Tim Sheens, to me, is like my old world book encyclopedia. He's full of knowledge and he's outdated. Okay, that, that's Tim Sheens, okay? And he's our coach for the next two years. So as far as I'm concerned, ring on 2025. The bloke is no good for the club. When Lee Hadjapentelis had his communications with me that we went back and forward with, Josh, he said to me, at the time we hired Michael Maguire, the rugby league world thought we'd made the right decision. With Tim Sheens, who did they source? Who did they source to see if Tim Sheens was the right decision to be the director of football? Yes, he could coach 10 years ago. He's not an administrator, okay? He's in charge of that football department and he stepped... I know he's got to prepare for next year. I get that. But how he's dismantled the 2022 season and we're all ex expected to just say, you know what? That's life. You just suck it up, guys. Because he was used to being a loser at Penrith. He played 13 years without semi-finals, and he's a stubborn old prick. That's why they sacked him 10 years ago. The best decision we ever made was to sack him. So what happens? Fanboy Lee Hadjapentelis hires him back and thinks, "Oh, this is going to be great. He's going to be our Canterbury version of Gus Gould." What's he achieved? What's he actually achieved? And to me, I'm happy with Benji and Robbie taken over and even though they've got no experience okay I'm, I'm fine with that but I don't want them tainted by Tim Sheens let them do their own thing Tim Sheens is going to hold us back okay so I've got zero respect for Tim Sheens and the best thing look he wouldn't give a shit what I think of him anyway but the proof is in the pudding we had a record score put against us and he's doing nothing about it absolutely nothing about it Watch the penultimate round of the season when West Tigers host the Dragons at Combank Stadium this Sunday the 28th of August from 2pm. And the best place to watch it, apart from being at the ground, is at West Ashfield where they will be showcasing the game live and loud on their large screen screens in the lounge and sports bar. Show your stripes from the home of West Tigers, West Ashfield, 115 Liverpool Road, Ashfield. 
and you can become a member from just $3 to take advantage of their great offers across their three venues, West Ashfield, West Sports Croydon, and the Markets Club. For more information, visit westashfield.com.au or follow them on Facebook or Instagram at West Ashfield. And I'm just appalled. I'm, I'm just ashamed to, to say I'm a West Tiger supporter right now because these guys are just imposters. Him, Lee and Justin, they need to step down. They're just absolute imposters. They hide behind all the, the things that don't matter Mistake after mistake after mistake. We keep going backward. Anyway, look, mate, mate I say this every week. I'm not, I'm not yeah. upset now. I'm just stating, stating facts. We, we're going to come 16th because of Tim Sheen's recommendations to the board that our board accepted. So anyone that thinks Tim Sheen's is the ant pants, go fuck yourself. As always, you tell us what you really think, Rob. Um, I mean, yeah. you said there's good, we need a 10-11 player flip next year. By round one... With the amount of players we have injured, it's probably our round, round one side's probably going to have ten or eleven different, and then you add Papa and Papa and uh, Josh. We've just signed three of these players. Tonight. We've just signed three of these players last week, mate. Does there, has anyone considered the the scar tissue that is going to be on these players from this performance? Has hmm. anyone considered that? Like you just don't come back from that. You you, you just can't dismantle the shit out of a team or a roster or whatever and say, no worries, it's all going to change on November the 1st. It doesn't work like that. There's, there's too many of those players in that 17 that played the other night that are going to be part of our 30-man squad next year, Josh. And they're going to be fucking scarred from what happened the other night. And we've still got two more games to go. And what, what are we supposed to do, mate? Just bury our heads in the sand and say, oh, you know what? We get tailed up, we get tailed up. Even even Brett Kamali was at a, at a loss post-game to say, like, I, I don't know what to do. I, I, we tried to get them motivated. We've, we've got to be together. We've got to work together. Mate, there were just missed tackles after missed tackles. It was... it. Look, I, I don't really care about the, that part of the performance. There was just... Josh, there was no belief. We, we, we were grubber-kicking into touch when we were in their red zone, mate. A Adam and Jock did two grubber-kicks into touch. Now, I heard Michael Ennis say during the commentary... Oh, you know, that's because they've got such great running backs in terms of Daniel Tupu and Joseph Sawali and James Tedesco. We want to keep the ball away from them. Mate, you put yourself in a position in the red zone for an attacking kick. You don't just grub a kick it out, out into touch. What, to waste 20 seconds? Were we playing for a draw? Like, I don't understand anything that went on the other night, mate. I, I'm just gobsmacked that, you know... We've accepted mediocrity for a long time, Josh. Okay, we've really accepted mediocrity. Mediocrity is 10 times better than what we saw the other night. This isn't even mediocrity. This is the bottom of the barrel Z-grade performance we've ever seen in our lives. Okay, mm. and I don't blame the players. I just think they went out there with no belief. There's just, there's just a total disconnect in that club, and it needs nurturing now. So that, for example, a 50-point loss this weekend might only be a 24-point loss or whatever, but we've got to start trying to take something out of the last two games. You know, and I, and I just, you know, and, I, and you know, tomorrow Justin Pascoe is going to be on SEN trotting up, you know, oh, you know, we've made mistakes and we've got our new centre of excellence and Benji and Robbie and Tiger's DNA and all the fucking bullshit that he's spun for the last seven years. Okay, mate, that guy should step down. 
we've gone backwards. We're about to get our wooden spoon. Where does the wooden spoon go? In the barber shop at the at the new center of excellence? <laughs> Come on, man. You know, like, you know, that's just I feel sorry for the kids. Look, I've gone a fifth of my life without seeing semifinals. Some of you have gone half your life. Some of some kids haven't even seen semifinals. We're no closer to it, mate. We're absolutely no We're closer abs- to it. You know, it's just it's just it's it's so sad. It's so sad that adults that run a rugby league club can let this happen to your team and we're supposed to just suck it up. It's just beyond my wildest imagination at how naive and incompetent people could be as rugby league administrators. And, mate, I'm just getting started. You better go to Aaron because this is just abominable, absolutely abominable. Bottom of the rung administration. Just pathetic. Uh, yeah, how do I follow that? Well, um, yeah, it's literally it, it's the literally the worst loss in both uh, mergers history as well. I looked up Western Balmain never conceded seventy as well, and they had some pretty dark years towards the end. Uh, I, I, I granted Aaron, you, that, need, that, you, need, you need to throw to Aaron. Aaron drove yeah, I am, I am, orange, uh, to, I am. orange to the SDG, orange to the yeah. SDG and back. He needs a fucking medal, mate, for doing mm. that. He absolutely needs a medal or he needs to be put in a straitjacket. One of the two. <laughs> Seriously. There's no in-between. Like, how, how you At, did that makes me feel like a terrible supporter. As you are, you are an absolute trooper. You, yeah, as Rob said, you drove all the way to Orange to Sydney for this game. Um, sat at the SCG and cop that. Um, yeah, let's... Well, what was the mood like? How many? Firstly, how many West Tigers fans were out there as? And welcome to the show, by the way. Thanks for having me, Josh. Hey, Rob. Uh, tough to follow that up. You nailed it at all, as always. Hello to everyone watching and all listening. Uh, happy birthday, Gussie, as well. Looking forward to meeting you on Sunday out there, mate. Um, there were a decent amount of Tigers fans. I was I was supposed to be sitting in the, uh, I think it was the reserved Tigers away bay, um, but there was still a lot of blue and red in the bay, but there was a decent smattering of um, Tiger supporters around me. Yeah, it was a it was a really rough night to go watch a game that where the team honestly didn't even show up to. I sat there watching. Um, all of those first five tries in the first half down the other end of the field. And even from where I was sitting, which was the opposite end, it was literally just a, we weren't even laying hands on them. Like there was no effort there. There was no heart. There was no trying. Um, It was a really flat deflating loss. I ended up leaving early because I had had a headache and probably a good decision because I'd been hit by something yesterday into today where i'm just feeling a little bit under the weather so yeah maybe that maybe that watching that performance brought it out of the system and um i'd, I'd take a medal and a straight jacket at this point i probably need both <laughs> you definitely deserve the medal mate absolutely <laughs> thanks mate the um i know the west tigers club listen uh listen in they probably probably will pay more attention to uh 
the things that Rob said, but if anyone deserves a free membership next year uh, or a discount or something next year, as it's definitely uh, definitely you for uh, making that trip. You make a trip for every uh, home game with your season ticket, but that was a road game as well. So, um, yeah, so credit to you. Uh, lower grades. So the New South Wales Cup team, their season's over as well. So they lost 24-20. Uh, at least they're putting up a little bit of a fight, the Magpies down there. North Sydney Oval against the North Sydney Bears, that was. Now our Jersey flag team, um, they're going great guns. We, they're heading into the finals after this week, I believe. And they knocked off the top of the table Roosters. So... Um, down at Waverley Oval, and on the table, if I move along on my slideshow here, they they are in the top three. So I believe it's a top five system for Jersey Flag. So uh, the Roosters looks like they will uh, stay on top uh, as well, and they'll get a week off, but. It comes down to we're playing the Dragons this week. So the Dragons are playing to sneak into the top five and we're playing to snot, to stay in the top three. So if you're in the top three, second or third, uh, the way it works is you get a week off. Um, sorry, you get a second chance either the first week or the second week. So we'll play probably the Knights who are coming second. And if you... Uh, win that one, you go on to play the Roosters for a spot in the grand final. And if you lose, you get a second chance. Or if you lose the next game, so basically you get, um, yeah, you can lose once uh, if you come second or third. So, uh, yeah, the Jersey Flag boys are looking very, very good heading into the semis. So, it, um, yeah, keen to see if they can knock off the Dragons. Um as well, and then the Magpies—they're sitting in second last. They can't come last. They're going to come second last. They're locked in to uh, to second last. Manly or, or uh, who's Manly? Blacktown. Uh, Blacktown. Blacktown workers are going to, um, yeah, come last in that comp, which is good. Uh, a little bit of news about—I uh, wouldn't really call this news, but people—the news ask asked Ipi Carousel uh, about. The West going to the West Tigers after the shemozzle uh, that happened on Saturday night. Appy he answered it. He said, "It's all good for me. I made my peace and committed to the made my peace. That's pretty funny. Made my peace and committed to the decision. So I wouldn't want to back out anyway. Uh, I didn't even see what happened on Saturday, which is probably. I hope that's true. Uh, honestly, until I get there next year, I won't be thinking about them too much. It is what it is on the field, and they're obviously having a bit of trouble on the field at the moment, but I'll worry about that when I get there. I feel bad for even clicking on this story because it's, um, yeah, the fact that they go and ask Copper Coruscant as well. This this whole, like, are you going to honor your contract for, uh, for next year is... Um, yeah, give me the shits. But yeah, I think Appy, Rob, at least Appy Coruscant has definitely been. We know uh, Isaiah Papali's been amenaring, but Appy, this whole time, Appy's been pretty professional about this whole thing, especially considering he's playing for the best team in the comp. 
Yeah, he's got bigger things to worry about. He's got a premiership to try and win this year. As you said, Josh, where does the reporter get off on asking that question when Coruscant has never had any doubt whatsoever about where he's going next year? Had it been Papali'i, I could kind of get that, you know, after a 72-6 loss. But Appy Coruscant has never said he was reneging on his contract. So just another clickbait question so that the journalist could write the article. So pretty poor form, but what do you expect from most journalists these days? Hmm. Uh, as any thoughts on Appy there? I just like that he's repeatedly committed to coming to the club and honouring mm. this deal. It's um, it's something that we really need. We need the players who are coming to us to be committed to the cause. Like Rob said, I don't blame him for not wanting to look too much into the situation at the moment. Obviously, the Panthers have sewn up the minor premiership, but that's only the job half done for them. They've got a couple games left and then a final series to to deal with and uh, honestly probably another premiership so he's got every right to have his focus solely on that at the moment and yeah like you said he's probably gonna well he's probably gonna be involved in the world cup squad at the very least as well um he's going a bit better than cookie at the moment so i think he's got dibs on that number nine jersey so he's probably not going to be at the tigers until after christmas in the new year anyway but Mm. good luck to him for the rest of the season um probably don't need to wish the Panthers good luck because they're probably going to take it all out anyway. But yeah, I Hope am not. looking forward to having him in the club um, next year. Absolutely. Uh, other bit of news. So Jimmy Tamau, the club, they might as well fight this uh, this charge because otherwise your season's gone um, and possibly done at the West Tigers. So uh, I would say they're trying to get it downgraded so he can play in the last game for a farewell Uh at Leichhardt. Rob, I saw you on Twitter today. You kind of, you think this is pretty pointless fighting it. You, you don't think he's going to get off? Yeah, look, I, I, as I said on Twitter, I don't condone what Jimmy did, but there was a big part of me that was really, really happy that he was that angry. Okay, well, that he was that, yeah, and that, and that he was that embarrassed. And as you said on Twitter, Josh, you kind of wish he did it at the Cowboys game. Yeah. Not not after a 66 point loss, but I I know he hasn't lived up to our expectations, but the fact that he's wanted nothing better than this club to succeed, whether he's physically capable of providing that leadership himself or not, just meant a lot to me. It really did. He's not he really does care, and I know caring isn't enough as we've seen with how our clubs run. Because you can mm. see, you can care all the care in the world if you're shit, you're shit. Okay, but at least he was upset enough that I just yeah. kind of thought, you know what, that's us. When when he lost his shit and was replying to the ref and and protesting at basically everything that moved, I was I was just like, that's me. That's all of us. That's everyone that's had enough of this crap for year after year. So as I said, I'm not condoning the actions, but I was glad someone had enough care factor to give a shit. Um, so, yeah, but as I said also today on Twitter, I think this is just taking away from the fact that we lost 72 to 6. I, I, that Our management needs a 72 to 6 rubbed in their faces. That that scoreline is a reflection of the difference between the two clubs and how they're run, okay? So I think this is just an absolute waste of time. He abused the ref. He'll, he won't get off. Just because he's a nice bloke doesn't mean he'll get off. I'm sure Nathan Cleary's a nice bloke and didn't mean to do what he did, and he got a six-week 
suspension. You, you just can't treat a ref like that, whether we all want to say it and think it or not. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's just another frivolous protest, another dumb decision by our club and another embarrassment that we're challenging it. But that's my West Tigers. Yeah, we're. I think we're all guilty of being at the ground and yelling it at him as a uh, member of the crowd, but it's very different as uh, the captain of the club. But, yeah, as I, as you mentioned on Twitter, man, I, I would just wish someone had have said something like this at the end of that Cowboys game. Like, it's just – if ever there, were, ever there was a time to uh, to throw shade at a referee, it was then. When you're down – 60 and you're complaining about a referee it's yeah it's extra embarrassing but if it if it, uh it, yeah if referee decisions could be have a little bit of blame like in the cowboys game maybe you can't you can't justify it because at the end of the day the whole thing everything about rugby league is kids are watching this we don't want to encourage kids this is why fighting's gone this is why this like there's so many why rugby league's been um sanitize so much because we're we're all worried about the uh what the mothers of children think out there and um even though all these kids are played all over youtube and all sorts of things on the internet that are probably going to hurt a little bit more than a referee uh than, than a footy player saying the f word but um yeah but as is do you see any possibility that jimmy time will get off um, I think they're only looking for a downgrade. I think there may be a chance of that. I don't know if you can compare it to um, the spray from Brandon Smith um, a little while back, whether or mm. whatever grade that was given. Maybe this, maybe the, the Tigers are trying to say it was similar to that, but I don't know. Uh, Tamo used a bit heavier language than Brandon Smith did. There's a, there's a bit of a difference in saying the F word than just calling the ref a cheat or something like that. Yeah. Um it was really good of Tamo to front up to the press conference. He honestly yeah. probably didn't have to. Um and he owned up to it. He apologized, said he was gonna go find um Sutton, was it? Uh, uh was that was that the ref? Sutton? One of yeah. the one of yep. the Suttons? Yep. Yeah. Um he was gonna go find him and apologize afterwards and he said he had let everyone down, including his kids. So I think yeah, if they're going for the downgrade, maybe they can get it, maybe not. Um, I'd say it's unlikely as well, but like Rob said, it's probably just there to deflect off the um, Cummins. That's the one. Cummins, yeah, um, thanks, <clears throat> Yeah, it's probably just there to deflect off the loss. So take it take it for what you will. But in saying that, there's probably worse things in the world that kids these days have can be exposed to yeah. than an NRL player saying the F word on live TV. I just relate it back to like the music scene these days and all the music videos and everything in that sort of scene. But anyway, story for another day. <laughs> uh, we grew up in the nineties. So there was rap music with swear words, you know, it's yeah, every generation. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Rob, your generation, there were things you got up to as kids that uh, kids shouldn't have been doing at, at the end of the day. Um yeah, so, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I hope I hope he can play the last game. A lot of people bag him out. I and say he's been a waste of time the last couple of years. Look, he hasn't been set the world on fire, but I think 
in my opinion, for his salary and at his age, I think he's um, yeah done okay. A bit of leadership. He just he's had a shit team around him, so um, for the most part. So I kind of kind of feel sorry for him too. And as Rob said, love that he cares. Seeing um, a player care and not laugh about the full time whistle goes and then laughing and smiling as you catch up with your mate on the on the team. Uh, yeah, I think I prefer Jimmy Jimmy's reaction than that. So, um, <clears throat> right, we'll talk a little bit more about the game just before that. Just a reminder that Tiger Fit the uh, fitness sessions that we're going to start doing after Mad Monday. God, I can't wait for the season to end. So Mad Monday for the West Tigers is September 11. And if you want to, uh, yeah, lose a bit of weight, get fitter, and uh, socialise with other footy fans, we're going to start these sessions then 7pm Monday and Thursday nights. So um, podcast nights. So come burn some energy and then go home and uh, tune in to us as we uh, keep yeah prodding on through the semi-finals uh, right up until the grand final. So uh, if you're interested, send us an email, podcast at westlife.com uh, or direct messages on the socials. That was a very bad slip of the tongue. Um, okay, this game on... Rob, I don't know if you got any anything left in the tank to say about this game. Um, yeah, where, oh, how, how do we tackle? How do we tackle this one? Just back on Tiger Fit, or what you're doing. Uh, yes. I have got some some news. So, former uh, lead physio of our club, Peter Musa, who parted ways with the club about three years ago. He's actually um, going to be appointed as uh, the head of, well, what would you call it, fitness or what have you, mm. uh, at our club starting October. So I think okay. that that's a really that's a really good appointment. Um, look, as far as the game Saturday, I don't think there's anything to talk about, guys. We went out with no belief, and it showed. And I, I don't know. I I just think if I had no leadership off the field, I might put in some sort of similar performance. I don't know. They've, they've just played like they've got nothing nothing to play for for quite a while now. And unfortunately, we're probably going to see it in the last two games. And I will take you, take you to task on one thing, Josh. They're definitely not listening to what we're saying because, you know, I had a bit of, bit of a decent rant last week. And one of the things I said was that if I was in charge of that club, I'd be reading the right act to those players if they want to be there next year. Or, or just resigning from my job. And obviously no one's read the right act. No one has said that the performance the week before was not good enough. And then we got a worse performance than what we got. You know, and I also said we could have 100 or 150 points scored against us in the last three games. Well, geez, maybe I should have gone up to 200 based on, on 72 points scored in, in one game. So there, it's just the season can't come quick. Uh, the season ending can't come quick enough. It's just... I'm okay now, but, you know, like I say, how are we supposed to put up with being at the game on Sunday and, and watching this? Like Saints aren't in the league of of um, the Roosters, but they've got enough attack in them to, to put enough points on us. I don't think it'll be anything like the scoreline we've had, but you've got a team now that's totally shattered confidence-wise, absolutely shattered. I, I don't know what they're supposed to do this week, Josh. I, I really don't know. So- I, what I would like you to do is if you can find the stats, 
if just just comparing the meters gained by both teams, I don't think I've ever seen a disparity in the yards gained. I don't know what it was. You you correct me if I'm wrong. It was something like five hundred for us and thirteen hundred for them, or I don't know. I just I just watched there and I'm thinking, man, this is it's just not NRL standard. You just can't have a team no. that's. And, and, you know, a lot of people are blaming, you know, Noffa's not there and Gildar's not there. Like, they, they weren't in our first-grade team. Noffa for disciplinary reasons, but it would have made no difference. Literally, the only person that might have made a difference was Luciano Leilua, the way he played the first seven or eight games, not the last two or three games when he really wasn't having a go. But other than that, it's just, I know we got some players out, but it, it was just, you know, I don't know. Was, we just got to move on. There's nothing to talk about, mate. There really is. I mean, we can talk about it, but it's depressing. If you want to go through every try, I'm happy to do it. But we're obviously going to preview the game uh, Wednesday night this week, by the way. We'll record um, recording Wednesday night this week. Um, Sonny on YouTube asked, who does Rob think they're going to read the right act to? Everyone's injured. A lot of people are saying, legit, I don't know if we've got 20. We can name 21 healthy players this week. Who... Who outside? Who is outside of the um, the seventeen last week that's healthy? Simkin. It's, it's uh, Josh. It's, it's the fact that we dropped our bundle. If you try and analyse that, be be realistic for a second. Instead of just you know getting the shits with the scoreline, I stand corrected. But I think the Roosters were winning six nil after roughly eighteen or nineteen minutes. You can check that. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And that was from a grubber kick. That Nat Butcher yeah. scored from. So, so even though the Roosters dominated, we were trying hard to scramble, but it mm. was it was almost like we were we were giving them the ball. Like I said, the Dway he grub a kick into touch, and I, and I love Adam Dway. I'm probably one of his favourite. You know, like I love him. Like I, he's one of my favourite players. So I'm not bagging him personally. But then Jock Madden did it later. It was almost like we were we were doing tackling practice, and eventually it has to cave. But the problem was once they got to 12, it became 18 and 24 and 30 really quickly. There was absolutely no resilience. And, you know, I've seen people on Twitter and it just makes me laugh. They say that our players are unfit. What a load of bullshit that is. Of course they're fit. They wouldn't have won against Para and South and, and other games in the year. They've had reasonable losses if they weren't fit. We, we played the top four teams not that long ago and did reasonably well against all of them. It's not a fitness level. It's a, it's an attitude thing, mate. They they dropped their heads and they oh. gave up and there was just no care factor in, in the end. And I don't know, if you see the guy next to you missing tackles and they don't care and you don't care and there's no talk amongst you, it's just a recipe for that sort of scoreline, Josh. So I don't know what else we can say. I, I don't. I can't even find any good performances. We're going to have to do our 3 two, one later. Like, that's a joke. We, we should be giving players, you know, half a point a third of a point and a quarter of a point. No one even deserves three points this week. Mm. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, hopefully, Aaron can add some common sense to to the debate about what he can say about the game because I got mm. nothing, mate. I've got absolutely nothing that that is constructive about it. I really don't. Other than the first fifteen minutes or so where we tried our best to hold him out, the rest of the game was rubbish. As watching from the stands in the SCG, you probably needed binoculars to kind of see. Uh to see this, but could you see heads going down um, after, as Rob said, Rob Rob's right, for the first quarter of the game, there was a bit of fight. There was no, I mean, in terms of attack, it was just like, you could tell that we just had absolutely 
nothing. There was no cohesion, nothing. It was just um, a bubble about to burst. But they did. For the first 20 minutes, they made a game of it. Um, yeah, as could could you see anything at the ground? You could just tell that the heads were down. Yeah, I couldn't see too much without my binoculars, to be honest. Um, I forgot to pack them and take them with me. It's a shit place uh, to watch 40. I'm glad it's going. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um, honestly, because normally at a ground like, say, Leichhardt or whatever, when you're behind the fence, you're maybe 115 metres away from the other try line. I yeah. was probably about 135, 140 metres um, yeah. it maybe even it's more a than that away from the opposite try line. So, yeah, you, you, Rob Rob summed it up pretty well. We we played all right for the first quarter of the game. Like it was still six nil after twenty minutes. They only scored one try in the eleventh minute in that first twenty, um, and then it it started raining tries from there. Um, yeah, you could tell that as after we conceded the first couple, the players the players just packed up their bags and went home they they just they had no answers for anything the roosters did you could see this the looks on the roosters faces like they knew they were going to carve us up they knew they were they didn't have yeah, to a good time. extend out past second gear um yeah when when some of the players who scored tries scored the tries they did um the doubles and the hat tricks as well it was just a horrible showing on all on all fronts so i I honestly don't really have anything positive to say other than maybe two players I could think of giving points to this week. So it's going to be tough to think of a third one. But yeah, it was a it was a disaster from the twentieth minute onwards, and it was really hard to watch. Like I had my head down for most of the second half until I left. I felt like I was going to cry at times. It was just. It was horrid. It was it was a disaster. Um, as the, what are your thoughts on my excellent graphic that I have on the screen? Rob's on the phone, so he might not be able to see it. But um, this <laughs> took me a good it took me a good uh, four minutes to make this. So for, <laughs> those, for those listening, it's the um, the scene in The Simpsons where Marge and the doctor guy looking, going around asking about the monorail and the woman goes, there ain't no monorail and uh, there ain't no monorail there never was. And she shuts the door and it says monorail cafe. I just thought that was kind of apt for, um, yeah, we basically, let's just not talk about this game ever again. And uh, that's why I put the West Tigers Center of Excellence because I'm sure the cafe at the the Center of Excellence is uh, going to be pretty good. Uh, right, let's. Graphic from you, Josh, is a good one. But, yeah, I, the Simpsons NRL, um, they did a. Uh, the meme that they had someone made was there's a scene in The Simpsons where the school, the kids go to a, a field trip and they're learning about the Civil War, and they said the um the brave Americans, uh, the brave didn't didn't surrender, didn't take. They were too brave to give in to the white to the surrendering opposition and there's all these like wounded guys and they like they're like still killing the guys even though they're waving white flags that um yeah but someone replaced it with west tigers and i thought that was just absolutely brilliant so uh it was good all you can do i guess at this point is laugh um 
Yeah, because our team, we are a a, uh, a meme machine at the moment, unfortunately. But uh, let's get into this survey. Um, talk amongst yourselves because I've got to click a few buttons to to bring it up. Rob, is there anything anything else you want to hit on before we f- throw this game into uh, into the, the well and set fire to it? Oh, look, just to be objective, the Roosters really, that was an 80-minute performance. So, you know, full marks of the Roosters. Like, I hate them as a club, but they absolutely did a number on us. And and one one good thing was the fact that they never let, let up on us. I don't know if you call that disrespectful. I actually call that respectful. They never took their foot off the gas. They never replaced their best players. What I found statistically that I, I'm still trying to work out in my head, it's actually, like, shocked me. Can you guys believe that James Tedesco has played more games for the Roosters than us? Like that, I mean, the fact that he left our club just shits me no, you know, shits yeah. me tearless because of Justin Pascoe and his <clears throat> stupidity. But can you guys actually believe he's played more games for the Roosters than the Tigers? It just never, I just couldn't believe that that would, that could even be the case because he, he only went there in 2018, but it just shows how injury riddled he was with the Tigers. Yeah. He missed he missed his whole first season. He played, yeah. what, five minutes in his first game. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's still, I can believe it, but fuck me, it hurts every time I watch him play football. Of course it's it just like. You don't want to believe it. It's just, it's just, yeah. He just, and shout, yeah, shouts he's the one that got parents, away. Shouts to his parents, Josh, who keep listening to our show too. They're, they're mad Tigers fans. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's um, the fact. I, I I know, Rob, that your um, opinions on management are way further um, and stronger than mine. But for me, losing James Tedesco alone and what management did, letting him, uh, our own junior, the best player in the world, go, I will, yeah, I'll never, ever forgive them for that. That one thing alone, like yeah, other other that. things, the humans, like there's, he should never, never ever have gone, and um, yeah, I, I think a lot of that comes stemmed through the uh, the Robbie Farah saga. So I guess those two things, the Robbie Farah saga, the James Tedesco, and I think they're very much linked. Um, yeah, I'll never forgive them for that. So yeah, in Pasco's defence, Josh, don't forget he did sign Moses Suli. Like that was much more important than signing James Tedesco because we saw what yeah. a great career Moses Suli had at our club. Absolute yeah. amateurs, mate. They got no idea. They absolutely got no idea. Anyway. All right. On to our survey. Thanks to, as you can see on the screen, we had 164 responses to this. So, uh, yeah. So for those listening who may have missed it, I asked, I sent out a survey uh, for people to fill in on players that are off contract either this year or next year and people had to basically say let them go um so if they're off contract next year wait wait and see extend or let them go or if they're off off contract this year uh resign or bring them um bring them back so uh just by coincidence luke brooks was off um up first in the order uh, so 76.8% said letting walk now if he can. 17% said 
uh, weight and then a tiny little bit for, uh, said extend their contract. As do these numbers surprise you uh, when it comes to Brooksy? No, they don't surprise me at all. I was kind of expecting that um, around, yeah, three quarters to 80% would say let him go because I, if you just relate it to yesterday, if he's out there playing, we don't score any more points than what we did. So that part of Rob's multi was going to get up regardless. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah, I, it, I love the bloke. I think he's a good bloke, um, especially off the field, but I feel like, yeah, his time with our club has come to an end. I don't, I don't see us getting better with him. So, it's probably in the best interests of both parties if he was to go his separate ways from us. Rob, what are your thoughts on Brooksy? And do these are these numbers kind of what you expected? I think the numbers are pretty accurate, Josh. Uh, I think the problem we've got as a club is we're scared that he might succeed elsewhere, like everyone else that seems to leave and go to better systems. Uh, look, from what I hear, Benji wants to play a really up-tempo style of game with a lot of speed. The fact that, you know, they consider, obviously, Jackson Hastings too slow to for halfback and Adam Dwayne, not the fastest bloke in the world. I think they've just got this thing in their head that Brooks is going to be, you know, they're going to reinvent him somehow. I really don't know. I just, I just think if we got the right deal for him, trade for another player whatever the case may be, just just move on. I'm not saying he's not a good player or he can't tackle or he can't play. The one thing that has let him down with our club is he's not a game manager. So if he's not playing, if he's playing at 5'8", then I'm cool with keeping him if you're playing him as a 5'8". If you're keeping him as a 5'8", you're basically mm. telling, telling Adam he you know, get lost, go somewhere else. So mm. if we're keeping him as a halfback, no. If we're keeping him as a 5'8", I can understand some of the pros for that. But yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, if it's down to, I know Adam uh, isn't the most popular guy. Actually, we didn't talk about the Adam Dwayne. Um, yeah, situation. Uh, for those who don't know, there's footage. Fox Sports put it up of Adam arguing with someone in the crowd. Um, as you already left. Uh, firstly, I'm surprised that any West Tigers fans left after the siren uh, at the ground but rob um yeah very surprising and when it comes to adam i feel like something it had to be something pretty bad for adam to um i mean he would have been frustrated and he wears his heart on his sleeve much like we we're talking about jimmy tarmel earlier so that that loss would have hurt adam as much as anyone in this in the squad as well Mate, he, he, he loves a place. Look, the, the problem is Adam missed four tackles that led to four tries. So people are going to go hard at him for having a bad game the other night, which I'm being straight up. He did have a bad game, but he's normally one of our better players, if not our best player. So, you know, even through this whole thing, yeah, I bagged the crap out of management, et cetera, et cetera. I haven't bagged one player in the last two or three weeks. And I don't, I, I really feel this is a result of a higher up or a, or a lack of leadership from above as to why we're getting these performances on the field. I haven't singled any player out. And I think anyone that does single a player out, especially after what we've seen, you know, recently with Paul Green uh, and all that sort of stuff, it's not called for. Like, 
you know, Jackson Paulo the other night, like he had an absolute shocker for South and he's cops terrible abuse. And to be brutally honest, he cost them the game, but you don't start saying things like to what they, what they said on social media and, you know, hope you die and you cost me money on my multi and all this sort of thing. Like yeah. it's just, it's just not called for. I don't know. Like I, I, yeah, I you're a piece of shit if you say anything like that to a player. I, I don't I don't get the abuse at the ground like that. Like Adam had a bad night. He's frustrated. I mean, I know like speaking to people within his camp, he hasn't been offered a contract by the Tigers. He's not real happy about that. I know Melbourne are chasing him hard. That's a fact. Uh, and the fact that Melbourne are chasing him hard, to me, that says they've given up on keeping Munster. Um, and you know, there'll be there'll be certain fans tonight that'll be saying, Well, you know, I hope you know, I'll pay for Adam's ticket to Melbourne. Like, and I just think, how can you say that after one bad game? The guys, I think, I stand corrected, but I'm pretty sure this was his sixth starting game back at 5-8. The other games he played in centre, and I think another game he'd come off the bench. So the guy's coming back from a long rehab. He loves a club. He normally, you know, wears his heart on his sleeve. He had a bad night, but when you have 72 points scored against you, it's not all on one bloke. Like, heaven forbid, imagine that was Brooksy. Jesus Christ, they would have strung him to the cross, mate. Like, it's just, anyway, like I, the fans are frustrated, mate, because we've just had a shit performance and I'll take aim at anyone, but it's not right. You want to take it, aim at anyone. Take take aim at the people that have consistently kept us down the bottom. That's who you take aim at, and he's not one of them. I just realised I stupidly left Adam off the uh, off the survey. He's off contract next year. Um so I was just trying to bring it up to, uh, yeah, to see what people said, but um, well, I I'd, I'd I'm keep him. I'm not sure how Aaron feels about yeah. it, but I'd keep Adam away. He and I keep him as a five eight. Yeah, I'd absolutely what do you keep think? Adam. Uh, okay, next player on the list is Jackson Hastings. Uh, no surprises here. We're all missing him dearly. 94% said extend. Um, the rest of that said uh, wait. And uh, literally not one person even joke, joked about letting Jackson Hastings. You always get a few joke votes. But, um, yeah, as Jackson Hastings, they got to they got to give the kid a contract. He's a kid. He's not really a kid anymore. But, um, yeah, not, not surprising that... He's very much beloved, Jacko. Give him a blank check and let him write any amounts he wants on it at this point because we, if we're going to turn the club around, we need him there. We need um, AD there. Yeah, they're, they're the two. They're two of the main blokes we, we can build this club around. It's been very clear that we've been missing Jacko since he got injured against Brisbane. Um, those last couple of rounds that he played, he was absolutely stellar for us. Yeah. Um. I'm glad no one said let let him go because I probably would have wanted to hunt him down and string them to a cross myself. But yeah, we we definitely need Jacko and AD there moving forward. What are your thoughts, Rob, on Jacko? Rob, yeah, sorry, mate, my phone You're rang. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I, I didn't I didn't hear the question, mate. Jacko, what are your thoughts on uh, Jacko? I'm telling you straight up, if I was Jackson Hastings, I'd be finding another club. Uh, he he wants to play halfback. Our club wants to play him at lock. 
our club believes he's too slow to be a, a halfback. So if he wants to prolong his career, he's the best game manager we've got. He should be our number seven. As I said earlier, the powers that be want to go with this high-speed game and they don't think he's fast enough. He's definitely fast enough between the years, as I've said. You look mm -hmm. at Chad Townsend, as I said last show, you know, he's, he's going great guns there. You need a good organiser. The knock on Jackson Hastings from within the club, I can tell you this for a fact, is he's too conservative with his decision-making. Okay, so when he's halfback, he, his kicks are away from the sidelines. When he puts a bomb up, they're like three-quarter bombs. They're not the, the biggest bombs he can put. He just errs on the side of caution and the percentages, mm. which I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just telling you for a fact, that's what they don't like about his play at halfback. And, and even though Brooksy has failed as a halfback, in my opinion, they like the fact that he'll try something outrageous or out of the ordinary, which... Anyway, just makes no sense to me. But, yeah, if I, I'd definitely keep him. And as Aaron and I both said uh, when we were talking about our own team for next year, with what we've got and the fact that we're, we don't look like getting a gun halfback from another club, I'd be playing Jackson Hastings as, as a halfback. But if he's smart, he'd go to a club that would love to have him as a number seven because he'll prolong his career. He's got a great kicking game. He's got the smarts. And I think the amount of hit-ups and tackling he'd have to do at lock uh, will just make his career a little bit shorter than it should. Uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's 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 a weird one that it, literally everyone thinks that Jackson Hastings should be our seven, except for literally the people that make that decision. So uh, yeah, we laughed at the missed... Canterbury rumor, Josh. We we laughed at the Canterbury rumor when someone came on a couple yeah. of months ago and and touted it. I'm telling you now, he'd be perfect for them. He'd absolutely be perfect for them. And and the fact that we haven't offered him a contract as well, that just shows that we're not sold on him being in our squad. And if if you don't literally see him as the best or second best player in his squad, then that basically means our whole squad needs to be changed, which, are, you know, I reckon half of them probably do anyway, but it's, it's just laughable. It's absolutely laughable that, I reckon at least 70% of the West Tigers supporter bases were dying to see Hastings and Dwayne as a halves combination, and we never saw it, not once. So, yeah. Yep. We just, we, yeah, this, yeah. it's frustrating because this season, uh, we wanted to basically, the second half of the season at least, want it to be an experiment and kind of finding what to do about next year. But, like, yeah, we just haven't had the chance to. A lot of that's injury. We can't help that Hastings was um, hip dropped and yeah, his leg snapped. And then Adam, obviously, have not having him for half the year. So, I mean, literally, is there any is there any positive from this season that we can pull out? I can't think of a single one off the top of my head. A cap space, maybe. We freed up oh, look, cap we're space. Of, we're going to have a bit of cap space. I think the fact that yeah. we blooded uh, Pole is good. Uh, yeah. Matamu has got a long way to go, but I think it was good that we blooded him. I would have liked to have seen more of Tupu, especially as a centre, if not more of a wing. I don't think he got enough game time. While we're at it, Josh, I, I just think it's actually it's worth mentioning, and, it, and it's again, it's me being critical. Why the hell um, we were playing Ken Mamalo when he's been on one leg for God knows how long, as great mm. as he is for us, for like eight weeks, he's been struggling with an injury. 
um, and and we've finished off his season by playing him. I, I think that's just poor use and of a player and just not managing your own player's injury. You're playing, you're putting a, a player out there who's busted, and that we've got nothing to gain from the season. Yet we were talking about holding back Adam Dwayne because we didn't want to risk injury. Yet you want to risk mm. one of your best outside backs for for a, for a nothing game like. And Junior Tupo is right there. Yeah, Tupu should have got. Yeah, but other than a few mm. players that have made their debuts, I, I don't see any positive really. What what, what is there? The the one shining like we got was Jackson Hastings at halfback, and we moved him to lock. So, heaven, you know, you you, you strike up a like we might we would have been better off, unfortunately, when Brooksy got injured. If Madden had got injured in New South Wales Cup, then we would have got the combination we wanted to see by default, and it might have looked really good. Uh, Dane Laurie, uh, we had 61% say extend him now, uh, 33% say wait. So mathematically, the rest would be, that's 94. So about 6% said let him walk. Uh, yeah. But uh, considering how he's, the effort he's put in the last few weeks, those few people uh, must have something against Dane, as where where do you sit on this one? Would you throw Dane a contract now, as? Yeah, I think we've definitely seen enough from Dane to deserve that new contract. If we if we want to continue to build the club around the group that we've got now, um, keeping the spine together, i.e., Dane as a part of it, is definitely a way to go forward. Because if you shake up too much of the spine repeatedly, then you just back where you started we've we've ha- we've done it repeatedly with all the spine shake-ups and how it's gotten us nowhere because we shake it up we leave it for a year or two and then we shake it up again and yeah so if i i think um he had a great first year his second year hasn't been as good but i i do believe we've seen enough of from him to to warrant that um that new contract a good point from uh craig on youtube he said extend because I don't see us getting anyone better. He's probably right there, Rob. What a lot of people are saying, he's, um, yeah, a lot of people that are against Dane being our fullback of the future. But is there a, who out there could possibly could be convinced to come here and be better than him? Well, that we don't know who Benji's speaking to or, or Sheen's or whoever. So, look, I mean, last year I wanted him re signed then. Where I stand now, like, I agree with Aaron. He's been great the last probably four or five weeks, but I'm actually one of the ones that voted just wait. I just want to mm. see if there is, if we have got someone better in mind. And it's not that the, he's not playing well. I just, it's funny that his form seemed to lift when contract negotiations came around. Uh, when there weren't talks of renewing him or not, he was just playing like a busted, you know what? So, I'm just concerned if he's if he signs again, is he going to go back to the Dane Laurie we saw early in the season that was making uncharacteristic mistakes and just looked like he was more interested in you know riding his skateboard than being an NRL footballer. So that that's my only yeah. reservation. But, but if if the club signed him tomorrow, I could accept it. But I just mm. there's just a little part of me that I don't know. It's just a gut feel. Like I just don't know if it's the right thing. And there are plenty of good fullbacks. Like I don't think Dane Laurie's mm. in the top. 10 fullbacks going around. So if there is someone else off contract that uh, management are trying to seek, I don't mind them exploring that option. Mm. 
He's only 22. You've got to remember that as well. 22, yeah, 21. Yeah, I accept that. Run, yeah. Um, Jelly Tiger said he, when Naden came over, he improved as well. So not, not a bad point. I'm definitely happy that Naden extend, extended. Yeah, me too. Uh, okay, next player down the list is Jacob Liddell. So 93.3% said let him go now if he wants. Uh, 6% said wait. And then uh, one person, uh, who's obviously a big fan of Jacob Little, said extend his contract, which uh, is still another year next year. Rob, I'll let you start off on this with Jacob Little. It sucks because I really like the guy and I really uh, wanted things to work out for Jacob Little, but can you see him even being here next year with his last year of his contract? He, look, he hasn't got the guile, you know, that I'd like to see in a hooker. So for me, if we lost him or let him go, I would not lose a minute's sleep over it. What I will say about Jacob Little we could have done with about 13 of them out there the other night just because the guy's courageous and he has a go. You know, he, he's not flashy. Mm. He's very he's very no frills. He's not he's not the answer to our hooking problems, but he tries his guts out. I've, ne- I've never questioned his courage or how hard he tries. He's just some of his service from dummy half is a, is a bit crappy. Um, you know, his tackling wasn't too bad in first grade. He didn't miss that many tackles and he, and he put the work in. So... I, I, I'm not knocking him in terms of his effort, but just uh, as a future of our club, I don't think so. As, yeah, I, I've, um, I've said let him go now. Obviously, we're getting Appy. Um, we've still also got Simkin. We've got New, and we've got Rua. And there's a lot of options mm. there. Even if we we were to keep one or maybe two of those other guys, so little. <sighs> Uh, same as Brooks, I like him as a as a bloke. I think he's he's great. But if there's another club that wants him, we might as well let him go. Um, see if we can get yeah. some sort of benefit from from a, a trade or an exchange of some sort. But yeah, ever ever since um, I've been a little bit offside with lids. Ever since I think it was the the Warriors game at Suncorp last year, where there were a couple of moments where he just he wasn't even there. Uh, to receive the ball at dummy half, and the and the Warriors were able to dive on it while we were trying to make that late comeback. And you just, as a first grade player, you just can't have those moments. You can't be in those situations. You've got to, um, you've got to be following up the play. And he he just didn't have the energy. He was gassed. Um, I have a feeling Appy. I think someone mentioned it before in the comments. Appy's going to be an eighty minute player. We'll get at least a couple of years of Appy being an eighty minute player as well. So, mm. yeah, I, I just don't think there's a place for lids at the club going forward. Rob, before we go on to Joffa, interesting point from As there. Do you think Appy will play 80 minutes a game every week? I I don't think so myself. Um, mm. even, you know, as we discussed the other night, Penrith are trying to con- conserve him for the better games. They played him off the bench the other night. I think we'd just be running him into the ground if we played him for 80. But yeah. I, I'd, expect, I'd expect him to play 65. I'm not sure if that's going to be 65 and then come off the last 15. It'll it'll depend how the game's going, of course. But I would ex- mm. I would expect we'd want him to have a bit of a breather in between. But, you know, you never yeah. know, mate. 
we depending on the personnel we're going to have next year, there's a chance Happy Coruscant could be our captain. Like you just don't know. We don't know. Like if we're yeah. talking, Hastings might not be there, and Wayhe might not be there, and I mean Joffa will be there. But you know, you want someone who's on the field for eighty minutes to be your captain. So I'm not sure. In theory, yeah, I'd love him to bust out eighty minutes, but I I just think it's too mm. much to ask in a game, especially the way Appy plays. He's not standing at dummy half like New Brown, just passing the ball. He's engaging the markers. He's engaging the first defender there. Um, so I just I just think he, he puts a lot more into his hooking role than other hookers do. So I think it's a big yeah. ask to, to get him to play 80 minutes myself. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Joe off in the Gowie. So 80, he's off contract. As far as we know, he, he's taken up his option for next year. So his contract is for um, good for next year. So this is assuming he comes off contract next year. 88% said extend him, 9% said wait, and then I think it's a couple uh, said let him walk. Uh, uh, Rob, I'll let you get Joffa uh, go first on this one. He's, yeah, you just man, keep he's, him. yeah. You, you, he's probably been our best player this year. The guy, the, guys, the guy tries his ass off every week. Um, you know, he might not be the flashiest forward around, but his heart's in the right place, you know. Uh, he, as we've said before, he's followed up all the talk he's done with his, by his actions. So, he, we need him. We, we really need him a lot, and he's invested in the club. So, I, I think I'm actually surprised it's not 100 percent. To be honest, I, I thought everyone mm. would want him there, even if you don't think he's in the in the starting 13. He's someone you need in the club. So, yeah, yeah I, I think it's a no-brainer, but to keep him. As why would anyone not want to keep? Joffa, I'm surprised there's even, yeah, a couple in there. I honestly don't know. Maybe there's a few people who do think we've got better options for prop or lock or even second row um, in the club, but I definitely agree with Rob. We, he's one of those players we have to keep. You asked before, Josh, if there's any if there's been any positives to take out of this season, and I'd say ever since that spray he gave himself after round um, five, mm. uh against the Sharks, he's he's stepped up. He's been that leader no matter what position he's played in and, and he's given it his all. He's consistently been one of our best players for the season in a, in a very dark season. So, yeah, he, yep. he's definitely one of the positives to take out of the season as well. Yeah, definitely needs to be re-signed, um, hopefully beyond 2023 after the option year if he, if he has taken it. Oh, sorry, my internet's uh, starting to be a bit of a prick, but yeah, as totally agree with everything you said about Joffa there, and the fact that he's, um, yeah, Rob said it earlier that you, you need more than someone that, that is has heart. You need talent as well, but the guy absolutely rips in, and yeah, I think. Yeah, that the the character of a of player is definitely important as well. I think he's very much a leader, yeah. uh, a very good footballer, and yeah, we we really need to uh, keep him hanging around. And again, I think he, he'll look even better. A lot of people say at thirteen he's not um, creative enough or whatever, but I think as he'll be a player that as if the team around him gets better, he will look better as well. Um, Righto, from Joe Offengali to Tyrone Peachy, 
90% said let him walk now. 7.3% said wait. Um, and then obviously a family member of Tyron Peachy has said give him uh, extend his contract. He's contracted for one more year. There's already rumours as that he's, yeah, been asked uh, to, yeah, to look around. Do you think do you think Peachy will be here next year? Um, I'm honestly not sure if he's going to be here next year. Um, as for the survey results, this is the first player where I haven't agreed with the majority. Um, I I do think we probably will end up letting him go, but my thoughts on Peachy is he can be a depth um, signing. Obviously, if we don't find anyone else to fill that sort of depth role, then we'd keep him. So that's why I've personally said wait on this one. Um, but yeah, we haven't really gotten the value out of him. He was one of our five captains and he didn't really strike me as a captain in that little stint before we went back to just Tamo um, and Jacko when Tamo was out and things like that. So yeah, I, I don't think he'll be there moving forward. He do, he doesn't, he didn't really have a great attitude um, a lot of the time. And yeah, I have, I'm not surprised that we haven't seen too much of him. Rob, do you think there's any part of Peachy's disappointment that he hasn't been utilised properly? Uh, Aaron's going to be surprised to know I was in the same boat as him. I, I actually put weight. Uh, based on the style that we want to play next year, mm. I believe he's the sort of player that would fit in really well. If he's got some off-field issues or lack of discipline or not training hard enough, um, then I could kind of accept that he'll move on. If just the way I see Tyrone Peachy, he needs someone to believe in him. He needs someone to say, mate, you are a good player. You know, you're on the fringe of state of origin selection as a, as a reserve a few years ago. You can play. What's it going to take for you to put your mind to it and be the player that you can be? Be the, Like, obviously, he's still with the club because no other club wants him. The guy's got talent. So I'd love to see someone say, mate, I'm going to back you. I believe you can do a job for us and actually have him do it. And he can play a number of roles. Like, he, he should be a lock. He's definitely 13's his best position. I'm not, I'm not crazy about him being a backup hooker, but he, he can do that. He can play centre. He can play 5'8". I, I think the guy's a good player, but there's obviously there's something going on with him mentally in terms of not applying himself. And, you know, I can imagine Madge being the disciplinarian he is that, you know, Tyrone Peachy wouldn't have looked great. But maybe under someone like Benji... You know, it'll it'll be different. I, and I keep saying Benji, and I know Sheens is the coach. Just just to digress slightly, if Tim's the coach next year, why does he have to prepare Benji for November? So mm. I just think I just think we're getting smoke screens with who's going to really be running the team. I think it's it's Benji's team, and and Sheens is going to be doing all the media work. But yeah, back to back to Peachy. I want someone to believe in him. I want you know, imagine like. If I was getting chunted back and forth from first grade, I'd be feeling pretty down about myself. But if someone came up to me and said, mate, you're talented, you can do this, what's it going to take? And, you know, I believe you can be be our guy. I reckon you could step up. But whether that's going to happen, I highly doubt it. Uh, Alex Safarth is the next one. So this one is pretty, yeah, highly debated. So 52% said they'd let him go now. So he's under contract for one more year. 36.6% said wait. 
11% said extend his contract. Uh, as I think Safarth provides a bit of depth, I don't think he's in our best 17. Next year, he's under contract. I I don't think I'd say I want him to walk because I can't imagine he's on much money either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I said wait with Alex as well. I if much the same reasons as I did with um, Peachy. I feel like he can be a solid depth signing um, if we need that. If we need to bring one of our bench guys up into the starting side, then he can fill that bench spot and have a bit of a role from there. And I think that would suit him quite well. He'd be able to continue to apply his trade in reserve grade as well. So, uh, yeah, I feel like a decent depth signing um, if we were to keep him or unless someone else better becomes available on the market, which at this rate doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So, yeah, that's why I've gone wait. That was one of the wins this year. He was one of our better players. I'm trying to think which one of them. There's not many to choose from, but from memory, didn't he have it was I know you can't base on one game, but there was one game was like um it it was like been I think it was the first game at uh, combat. Yeah. yeah. He, it was that one he, as well. he he had he had a really good game. He had something um, like third game tackles or something like that. He he did quite a bit of defensive yeah. work. What are your yeah. thoughts, Rob? Yeah, Josh, I, I said part ways and, and, you know, very similarly to my thoughts on Jacob Little, it's nothing to do with his effort. I can't fault the guy for having a go. Um, just put simply, mate, I think he's a plotter and he's gone backwards from last year. He showed in a couple of games last year that he had a little bit of flair. I haven't seen any of that flair this year. He's just gone back to being an out-and-out plotter, toiler, whatever you want to call it. So uh, I get what Aaron's saying about depth, but he he's just a... He's just a battler, mate. He's just not. I don't think he's he's a first grader, or you know, the first grader that we want to be. There's there's thirty roster spots. You need some battlers, don't you? Well, let's just. I mean, we've got to develop other players to be better than that. I mean, you know, like I, I'll I'll read what Justin said uh, in the Patreon chat later because he said I disagree with you about Peachy, mate. Peachy's in our most talented players, which is probably a sad indictment on our club. Back to Peachy, but I don't. I don't think Alex Safarth has, has developed this year, and I don't know what the reason is. Maybe the fact that he's got an interim coach. Uh, maybe he didn't develop with Madge in the first half of the year. I don't know. I just. I just think, like, why? Why do we need to keep someone that isn't going to be our future? Like, okay, so someone gets injured and Alex comes in. Did he? Did he do the job for Luke Garner the other night? Like, did he actually make? Like, Luke Garner would have been better than Alex Safarth had he stayed on the field, but he got injured. So. If you want to have depth, they've got to be able to replace a guy and do a pretty similar job. I just don't think he's like I said. He tries hard, man. I'm not, mate. The guy's the guy's courageous. He 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 puts his head where other people don't want to do it. But I I just don't think he's the first grader that we need. That's just my opinion. Kylie's got a good point on YouTube. Said it. We all thought Matt Eisenhuth was a plotter as well, and then put him in the Penrith system, uh, and he doesn't. Doesn't look so bad. Do you, do you think Safar Rob could do a similar thing? Go to a good team and look okay, like Eisenhuth has. I I think you've got to have your role defined properly. Uh, I yeah. think with Matt Eisenhuth, I, I don't know if anyone 
you know, if she, if she'd like to comment again after I say this, when Matt Eisenhuth came into first grade, he was a massive ball player. He was literally one of those hit the line and offload backwards. And he had a lot of ball playing ability. Uh, then we kind of cut it out of his game because he had a few too many errors at Penrith. He's just given a role. He's just like, okay, mate, you don't have to be Arthur Beetson when you hit the line, just take the ball up hard, get a quick play of the ball and do your defense. So I think they've, uh, taken like some of his arsenal away and just, just made him into a solid first grader. Like the guy's got a great passing game. You never see it at Penrith. He's just mm. doing his job and the role he's been given. And we maybe, you know, Penrith systems, I'm sure they're better than what our systems are, but that, that can be the difference. Like everyone seems to know their role. Um, You know, I, I was listening to Chad Townsend tonight who, who did a half hour with Jake Duke and talking about Toddy Payton. And he was just saying like, every player knows their role and what they've got to do. I, I don't see that at our club. Like, as you said, uh, Josh, about the Roosters game, in a, in attack in particular, which we didn't have much ball, we just had no shape. We had no nothing. No one knew where to be, where to stand. It was just it was just a mess. And you don't see that at other clubs. So, uh, yeah, look, would he, would he succeed somewhere else? Maybe, but... You know, he could. I mean, he's definitely courageous enough and he and he tries hard. So maybe with some better coaching, he could be better. But I don't think he's, you know, in, in our future. Uh, next in line, Tuki Simpkins, someone who got a lot of first grade. Um, not a lot of first grade, but a, a decent amount of first grade uh, when he first came to the club uh, under Madge, but just hasn't uh, gone on. To, to crack it. So 51% said let him walk, 40% said wait, uh, and then 9% said extend his contract. So he is very young. He's only 20, um, 20, 20, I think he might be 20 years old. He's he's still flag age, I'm pretty sure. Um, as what are your thoughts on Suki Simpkins? It's hard to say because unless you've watched a fair bit of Magpies this year, but he hasn't even as dire as the West Tigers are at the moment, he hasn't come back into first grade. And then obviously there was the off-season um, incident with the car accident. Maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, things have kind of snowballed from that. But, um, yeah, he hasn't been able to find his way back into first grade. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame that we haven't seen too much of Tukey because I feel like he... He'd probably have a decent bit to offer if he was given a shot, but yeah, his like Nofa, his um attitude off field and stuff and some of that stuff has probably kept him out of first grade. I've just pulled it up, Josh. Yeah, you're right. He's twenty. He turns twenty one on Christmas Eve, so he, he will be twenty one this year, but season well and truly done and dusted by then. He's another one I've said wait with because I feel like um maybe we could give him another run. Um, he might be the kind of player that flourishes under Benji and Sheenzy, or primarily Benji. Um, being a, a Kiwi himself, he might really enjoy that opportunity and he might really hmm. uh, lift for it. So, yeah, I've, I've said, wait, I think maybe we give him another shot, see see what he has to offer. And then if he just, if he doesn't do well next year, then we just we just let him go. Yeah, yeah, I I think he's too young to give up on uh, at this stage. He's he's he'd be on yeah stuff or money. He's got another year in his contract. Why would you 
yeah, we let him play and start in second grade next year and see if an off season. Because yeah, your body, uh, you still got a bit to a uh, bit of shape to form. So, uh, Rob, what are your thoughts on Big Turkey? I think the fact that he never got a go at all in first grade this year probably sums it all up, to be honest, guys. He's obviously not showing what he should um, in New South Wales Cup. Uh, I'm only, look, it's not fair for me to make an assessment having not seen him this year, to be fair, but the fact that he never got a go with all the injuries we've had, with all the players we've released, as you said, Josh, with the car accident uh, incident where he ran from the car and left the car there, I think mm. there are some underlying issues, which are probably why he hasn't been given a go. If I'm trying to be constructive about what he did on field, uh, one game that stands out last year, and Aaron, you can correct me if I've got the wrong team, but I'm pretty sure we got beat pretty badly by Cronulla on the Sunshine Coast. And Tuki Simpkins had something like eight missed tackles that day. And I just thought, I remember thinking, you know what, the guy can ball play. Like, he, he's okay with the ball in hand, but defensively he was pretty weak. I don't know if that's changed this year or not, but just from what I saw last year, it wasn't great. But as you said, Josh, like if he's 20 now, obviously he was 19 last year. So, yeah, I mean, he, he, he you know, it sounds like a tough project to get him to, to be where he's got to be. But um, if he can't get into first grade this year, at least on the bench or, or something, then I, I don't think the signs look too good for him. So I actually voted release him. But like you said, there's no harm in having him on the books, but it'd be nice to have, 30 players where most of them are going to contribute to the team should something go wrong with injury. Uh, Jock Madden is the next one. So being off contract this year, there's a couple more options. So 23% said let him walk. 67.7% uh, said re-signed, but only for a cap-friendly deal. 8% uh, said re-sign, definitely re-sign him. Uh, one person Somehow, I didn't even know that you could add your own. Uh, they they wrote open checkbook, so I'm not sure <laughs> if someone related to uh, Jock Madden's gone gone into <laughs> and given that answer. Um, you did give the option some... for people to pick other for all of these um, for the uh, okay. contract 2022 did... ones. Okay, I'll have to try and turn that off uh, for the end of season survey, uh, Rob. <laughs> Jock Madden, we had high high hopes for him the last couple of weeks. Been a bit bit of a letdown, to say the least. Um, are you willing to give Jock Madden another year? Yeah. yeah I, I voted cap-friendly. Yeah, I, I gave him the cap-friendly yeah. deal. Uh, seems like, I know there seem to be a lot of rumours that he's going to end up at Penrith um, as a backup to, well, basically take Sean Sullivan's role there. Um, yeah, if the, mm. if it was a cheap if it was cheap money, like we saw when, when we beat Canterbury at Leichhardt, the guy can do a job um, if he's got some mates helping him. But you know, when you're playing behind a beaten pack like we were the other night, I, I don't think it looks too good. Uh, I am a little bit disappointed in his game against Newcastle. He could have taken a bit more control, but guy's only young. You know, he's not gonna he's not gonna give you diamonds every week. So uh, yeah, I think only a cap friendly deal for now. Um, yeah, but I. My hopes for him have kind of subsided a little bit the last two weeks, but maybe that's just the way the whole team was going. And, you know, as I said, you can't play behind a beaten pack. Shane B asked, why Why would I get rid of the other option? Uh, because 
if I if I leave that other option, the whole idea of this exercise is to get data, uh, collective data on what people are thinking. And if I leave it to other, then I end up getting six thousand different answers and yeah, or people writing joke stuff. So it 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 opens up a yeah a can of worms where yeah people start writing joke answers or like the open checkbook is obviously a joke. So if we end up having a shit ton of those in the uh, in the survey then it kind of it is fun i know it's it's funny um we've all we've all done it on facebook when people do polls and leave them open to do that we've all put dumb answers and stuff so it's uh sorry to be the the killer of killer of joy but we kind of <laughs> kind of want to be semi-serious when we we're talking about this sort of stuff even though all this stuff that we're t- saying means absolutely fuck all because at the end of the day, Tim Sheens is going to make make the call on all of these and Benji uh, as well, I guess. But yeah, but sorry to be the killer of joy, Shane. Uh, as Jock Madden, you haven't had your say on Jock here. What are your thoughts? Um, I actually said resign for sure. Uh, I I don't want us to go overboard on the money we spend on him, but I I do believe there is a lot more upside to jock than there is to brooks and i think having him around the club having him there be able to continue to learn his craft off of um a player like benji who we know is going to have a lot to do in the at least the attacking side of things moving forward Mm. so i feel like if we keep him there then it's going to benefit his game um if brooks was to leave if jacko god forbid was um did make the decision to leave then he's he's there and um, after another year, maybe or so, he he'd be the player who'd be able to step up and yeah. lead us forward. I guess yeah, the only I, I do sorry I I do agree that um, he struggled recently, but I I I'd have to agree with Rob and say um, it's hard to it's hard to show what you really can do when you're playing behind a beaten forward pack. He just yeah. he had a couple of off kicks. Um, on Saturday as well, but given the way the team performed, you can't put like too much of the blame for the performance on him just because of a couple yeah. of bad kicks and a few missed tackles. Yeah, I it's a it's a Madden v Brooks thing when it comes to next year. It's it's gonna be one of them won't be at the club next year. So we'll see what happens. The thing with me is Madden Brooks I think Brooks has definitely peaked. Jock Bannon, there's still he's still young, so who knows? Um, yeah, what can go from there? Uh, someone, res- Oops, someone getting a Skype call? Getting yeah, it might have FaceTime? been. It might have been me. <laughs> it's all good, mate. Yeah, you're Sorry. you're a popular man. It's uh, <laughs> it might be Justin Pascoe asking if you want to catch up for coffee. Oh, uh, we'll Tommy <laughs> Talau, he's a <laughs> uh Tommy Tommy Talau, so the forgotten man of this season. Um forty nine percent said re-sign. Now we in the news the other day uh on Thursday's show, they the West Tigers said in the injury report that Tommy Talau will be right for preseason training. Now he the fact that they said that and he's not under contract makes me kind of think maybe he is under contract because why why would they say that so um but anyway we're going off that he's off contract 
this year. 49% said re-signed for a cap-friendly deal. 44 uh, pretty much 45% said re-signed for sure. And then only yeah, a handful said let him walk. So Tommy Talau, the club uh, as is definitely – well, in t- sorry, the fans have definitely still got faith in poor, uh, poor old Tommy. Yeah, he's ha- he's had a bit of a horrid run with injury. Obviously, we have we have been able to see his growth this year because of the fact he's been out for the season. But it, I think it's a fair call, um, considering our season's dead in the water, that we don't we don't bring him in early. We don't risk um, re-injuring him. But I I definitely would like to see him signed. And what did I select in the survey? I said yeah, I said re-signed, but for a cap friendly deal. Obviously, he's had all those injuries. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to actually get some value out of him, which I'm sure we will next year. He's going to come. He's going to come in to next season pretty fired up after not getting to play at all this year. So I am looking forward to seeing how he goes in 2023. Uh, Rob, thoughts on TT? Yeah, as Aaron said, uh, I put cap friendly deal as well. Um, I guess when you want to re-sign a player, you always want it to be cap friendly. <laughs> Uh, but in particular, the fact that he's yeah, come off that's true. He, he's, he's come off injury as well. So I wouldn't like be saying, oh, I have to sign him and, you know, put him on a, a great deal. Like, so, yeah, it, it has to be a cap-friendly mm. deal. But if you ask me, if you took out the, the friend, cap-friendly deal option, I would have said sign him. But my preference would be yeah. on a friendly deal. Oh, I Well, being out for the season, I don't know. He wouldn't get... Um, a big contract thrown at him anyway, you would think so. Although Melbourne were keen on him. Uh, okay, my my guy, Sean Bloor, who also has obviously been out for this year. He's off contract next year, which, um, yeah, let's come around quick. So 62%, despite him being out for the whole season, 62% said re-sign him beyond 2023 uh, as well. 34% said yes, but cap-friendly deal. Um, A couple of people said wait and see how he goes next year. Um, And a a couple said let him walk. Uh, Yeah, he's got another year. Rob, would you you extend Sean Bloor? It's very hard coming off that. Uh, A couple of injuries now. I'd I'll find it surprising. I'd, I'd enjoy it being a, a fan of the guy um, myself that they extend his contract, but I don't know if the club will until he's played a little bit. W- would you risk another club trying to sign him? Personally, I would risk. I wouldn't risk another club signing him, but I get the just like with Talao, I get the fear of signing someone that's come off injuries like that. I, I've just seen too much from him to not want to have him. He'll tighten up one edge instantly. And the guy, the guys can ball play. Like he really can ball. He actually pushed a couple of passes too many last year, to be fair. Um, but he's got that sort of confidence and that arrogance, as you, you know, you mentioned a week ago when he single-handedly took on Nathan Brown in his, you know, first time cameo appearance for the Tigers. So he won me over with that little little performance there um, to have that sort of confidence. So for me, I think he's worth the risk. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I voted to keep him. But, I mean, I guess in theory you want everyone on a cap-friendly deal as, 
as you said, but I, I would sign him, cap friendly or not. We need him. He's a good player. Uh, as? Yeah, I I agree with Rob. I said um, re-sign him for sure. He, my, my question for the people who are saying wait or let him walk um, is who would you replace him with next year that's in our current squad? Obviously, we don't have a lot of other options other than a couple of young guys in Safe Arth and Matamua and um, I think uh, Tumuth might be a second rower as well who hasn't had a hasn't had a debut yet, but it keeps appearing in the reserves list. Um, but yeah, I agree a hundred percent with Rob. Um, with Papali'i on one edge and Bloor on the other, then both of our edges are immediately short up defensively, and that can only be a good thing moving forward. Um, after we've had two years that have been pretty horrible with the the points we've let in. So I I really like Bloor. We've seen we've seen what he can do. We've seen his confidence. We've seen um, his drive. Like we we've talked a few times about the posts that he's made on Instagram and things like that, saying he's really looking forward to getting mm. back into the jersey next year. So yeah, bring on bring yep. on Bloor in twenty twenty three. I'm looking forward to seeing what he what he can offer us next year. Absolutely. And have you seen these these uh? <laughs> the shot of him with his, with his, with his, his guns legs. out. My God, I, I knew legs, you'd bring that arms, up, Josh. The smile, you'd bring that what up, a man. <laughs> that damn smile, eh? Yeah, that damn smile. Uh, Jimmy Roberts, eighty-five percent said he's off contract this year. Eighty-five uh, percent let him walk. Fourteen and a half percent said cap friendly deal. One person said State Cup and Indigenous support. I guess that means a non-top 30. Um, I th- I'm assuming they mean like a, a job within the club just to be a State Cup player, whatever that answer means. But, um, yeah. Rob, I'll let you go with Jimmy Roberts because, yeah, you're definitely someone that came around to liking what he did, but would you let him go around another year? I, I was in that minority group there, Josh. I, I put down cap-friendly deal. And by cap-friendly, mm. I mean really low cap-friendly deal because as a backup centre, he'll do a job. I mean, he could probably, you know, based on some of the things he did this year, he could have even started really and, and, and done a good job. But he's just getting too long in the tooth for me. Um, and he's got a lot of baggage. So, yeah, cap-friendly deal because... We're struggling with outside back depth. We really are. Um, what are your thoughts, As? Uh, I've said let him walk. I really think that we'll benefit more from one of the younger guys, like maybe Tupo getting a run in the centres over him. Um, he just he hasn't offered as much. He, he's been there now for two seasons on one year. Bargain basement uh, deals, I think this year was a trade and trial deal at first and then he got upgraded. So yeah, I, I just don't think he's offered enough where it'll be worth keeping him. Maybe he can be re-signed for a cap friendly deal for another year, but he wouldn't see anything beyond um, reserve grade unless there's a horrible injury crisis. Mm. Yeah. I'm not too sure. I, yeah. He is. If he's, if he's our starting set, I'm concerned, but yeah, if there's, if he's holding a spot instead of a young talent coming through maybe let him go but yeah as rob said if he takes a minimum deal 
I'm kind of sitting on the fence of that answer, aren't I? But um, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with a minimum deal. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I know he's long in the tooth, and I know he's past it. I agree with some of those comments. But if you're talking about having depth signings in a top thirty and only using him when you have to, then I I don't. You know, if he if he comes cheap, I don't see a big deal in it. Um, and also the fact that he got a game a couple of weeks ago ahead of Junior Tupu. And then the club's talking up. We're a development club. Or, I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't know what we're supposed to think anymore because Tupu should have been getting a run a couple of weeks ago, and and Robert's yeah. got picked, Robert's got picked before him. So what do you say to that? Uh, Jimmy Tarmel, the man uh, we were talking about earlier. So a good example here of my uh, yeah leaving the comments open because we got a few uh, extra questions. So. Let him walk or let him retire, I guess, 60%. Uh, 35% though have said re-sign for cap-friendly deal and then another 2.4% said re-sign for sure. And then someone said hang the boots up. Someone said it depends on signings, one year extension, one more year. Only so his career doesn't end on the roost game. So for whoever it was that said why do I don't leave comments open is because we end up getting a, like multiple uh answers of one and they kind of yeah they're kind of agreeing with another one anyway there but um jimmy tarmel as would you would you let him go around again yeah i've said resign on a cap friendly deal i maintain my personal belief that he'll be a good uh role model to have around the club for the the young forwards um, he can fill in a role off the bench moving forward where he can come on, add some punch, then come back off and let uh, probably Twal or Stefano or Paul uh, rejoin the fray. So I feel like for a le- from a leadership perspective and um, just being a, a decent depth player who will add that punch that we'd need um, and then obviously some extra leadership out there as well, I think. Give him, give him an, another year if he wants one on a cap friendly deal. Um, seeing Benjamin, seeing, I've seen you in the YouTube comments, man, pushing the Queensland Cup uh, guys. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, the three of us, yeah, don't watch Queensland Cup, nor do many people in Sydney. So, if you've got any footage of these guys, you reckon the West Tigers? Uh, should sign uh, DMS, yeah, D- DMS on the socials if you, yeah, who you think because man, we've got six more weeks of talking West Tigers content. So if you've got any good players to uh show footage of or something that we'll talk about, uh, go for it. So, um, yeah, I'm not ignoring you, I do see your comments there, Ben, appreciate it. Uh, Rob, have you have you done Jimmy Tarmel yet? No, I haven't. Um, look, I agree with every point Aaron says there. It makes total sense. Um, I'm going to stick by what I've said for the last six months with James Tamo. If he wants to play, if the motivation comes from within, then I could accept him playing another year. Um, I saw things the other night and the week before where, you know, he's starting to look a bit long in the tooth defensively, especially with his lateral movement. So... I don't know. I accept that what Aaron's saying, like he could provide that off-field uh, leadership or mentor role for some of the younger guys. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm really sort of on the fence with this one a little bit. But if he if he wants to stay, 
then I, I could accept it. But if our club has to like sort of talk him into saying that, I think, you know what, your time's up. And, and maybe the fact that he'll probably won't see another game this year, maybe having those couple of weeks off, he'll just realise, you know what, I've had enough of this. I don't, I don't need this shit anymore. And he might mm-hmm. walk off into the sunset. I, I don't think anyone's going to judge him by what he said to the referee. He's had a great career. You know, he's won a couple of premierships with, you know, the Cowboys and yep. the Panthers. Um, he, he's a, you know, Played he's origin. Always, always been a likeable guy. Um, so yeah. I, I don't think he, he needs to go around one more year just to not finish on that note. But, yeah, it would have been nice if he could have done a lap of honour or something or, you know, than to, to go out with a suspension. Mm. Yeah, I, I think your answer is perfect there. I agree. We're agreeing on everything. We're sorry. But, um, yeah, I think... I. Th- I wouldn't mind Jimmy Tama, even if they re-sign him on a on a a, uh, a very very cheap deal, and he only plays six or seven games next year. I think being around the club, um, yeah, is a good thing. You got to you got to fill in thirty roster spots, and to have someone like him uh, be an example for the young kids coming through, I think uh, I think he can service yeah the squad. And then if you got some injuries and he comes in uh, and plays, yeah, an improper rotation every now and then, that's fine. So I I would be fine with him going around again uh, on a on a very cheap deal. David Nofaluma, I added in sneakily. Um, he's obviously contracted for the next few years, but I was interested to see what people were thinking and. Um, yeah, about Nofa. So f- the options were can't wait for him to return or let him walk if someone wants him. Now, 54.7% said let him walk. 45% said can't wait for him to return. Rob, the fans are literally almost divided down the middle on Nofa. Yeah, I, I don't blame them. Uh you know, on, on one hand, I mean, you're getting fans that are, are thinking, well, you know what, he shouldn't be on half a million dollars. Like, that's a lot of money for a winger. Um, he hasn't had the best off-field issues. Uh, obviously, the club are really pissed off with him, and I think they would prefer that he nicks off to another club, to be brutally honest, because of, as I've mentioned, how he handled the concussion protocol, how he was hanging around with his mates, partying when he should have been resting up, and, you know, he's going out on the drink and all that sort of stuff. I just try to look at it from a footy perspective. Um, if he gets his head in the right place, uh, I, I'd have him. We, we start our sets in good field position when he catches the ball on the full. I know he does a lot of diagonal metres, but he get, does get you going forward. He does have a lot of tackle bus. Uh, he has, you know, obviously a couple of negatives, like he, he tends to come off his wing a little bit too much uh, and leaves, you know, his wing exposed in defence. For me, I voted keep him, but you know, I'm, I'm an offer fan. Like, you know, I've, I've just loved his passion for the club. And it's just sad that his mind's wandered and he's just, I don't know, he just, being in Melbourne kind of, has kind of helped him a bit, I suppose. But I just mm. would have loved, I'd love him to be invested in the West Tigers. And I'm hoping this stint in Melbourne might be the wake-up call for him. But I've got a feeling that the Tigers loaned him, hoping he'd be happy somewhere else and they, they could offload him and, and have half a million dollars more to spend. Uh, as what are your thoughts on Nuffer? Yeah, everyone knows I'm a Nuffer fan as well. I said can't wait for him to return. More of an uh, 
a hope than anything because obviously I hope that he comes back refreshed, rejuvenated, um, and ready to bring that Melbourne success to us in the same way that I know mm. Appy's going to bring that Penrith success to us. And um, even though Para haven't had the success that they would have wanted, they've been playing finals a lot more regularly and Papali is going to bring that to us as well. So we've got two players coming to us from clubs that have regularly been top eight um, chances and in one case, a con- and one case, a premiership contender. Um, and then we've got an offer coming back to us from, a a team that's been a premiership powerhouse for years and years and years now under um, Bellamy. So, yeah, more of a on a hope than anything that he comes back ready to rip in and brings the fire that I know he's um, he's found down there back to the Tigers. Yeah, I'm. I I think I'd be sad for Nofa to not come back and play another game for the West Tigers. I. I think, like Rob said as well, I think maybe the Melbourne stint, to not know if this Melbourne stint is good for him and to see, to basically just let him walk and then becomes a good player elsewhere. Because he's got the talent. We know he's a good good player and he does love the West Tigers. Uh, yeah, he's a Campbelltown junior. So I, I still don't doubt, after all that's happened this year, I don't doubt that he doesn't love the club and the fact he's um, posting on social media how much of a good time he's having in Melbourne. But let's be honest, would anyone be having a good time with the West Tigers at the moment? So can you really... Um, you can't really blame anyone for yeah being happy when they go on to play uh, for the Melbourne Storm rather than the West Tigers. So as much as it pains pains us all to say that, yeah, can can you really blame Noffa? As someone said in the comments before, he uh, he probably forgot what it was like to win. So um John, he's on his last chance too. I, I think I think people have to realise that he was he was, you know, one probably one indiscretion away from getting his contract ripped up. So it's it, you have to understand that Noffa has not been dropped for any form on field. If you go back to his last few games, his wing play was outstanding. He did nothing wrong on the field. He's only been like ostracized from the club because of his poor off field discipline and attitude. So I, 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 everyone's saying he's playing well with Melbourne. He did all right the other night. I mean, he scored a couple of tries. But it, it's not that he wasn't playing like that for us, Josh. He was playing fine for us. He's, he's just obviously, he's on loan there and, you know, it, there's not too much trouble he can get into when all his mates are in Sydney. But he's played well for us all year. He's been one of our better players. I've given him, I, I know on numerous occasions, I've given both him and Kenny points in our 3-2-1s every week. So he's, his on-field form hasn't been a problem. It's just been his attitude off the field, not showing up to captain's run, not doing rehab, you know, rocking up to training drunk, that sort of stuff. And you, you can't have that, mate. So he's just lucky his contract wasn't torn up. Mm. You know, that that's I, that's why I say the club don't want him back. It's, it's certainly not for his on-field stuff. It's his off-field stuff that's, that's you know, weighing him down. And, and I love the bloke, but, you know, just I just hope he sorts himself out because he can be an asset for us. And let's face it, he, he I think he debuted for us in first grade in... 2013, because I remember that winning try he scored against the Cowboys at Leichhardt 
after we'd lost seven games in a row. That's 2013. So mm. that's this is nine years later. That's the tenth season he's been with us. So yeah, to be ashamed to see yeah. him you know, throw away his Tigers career, but maybe he needs a fresh start. Who knows? I mean, but he, his play, he's certainly capable of holding down a wing spot for us where we're going like absolute crap. On field, he'll do a mm. job for us. He's yeah. like having an extra forward. Right, speaking of three, two, one, somehow we're going to find a three, two, one for this week. Uh, Rob, who are yours? Let us know in your comments, guys. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get some joke answers as well. You can have fun in the comments. No fun in the survey. You can have fun in the comments. Uh, Rob, who who's your three, two, one? Well, yeah, from our roster this year, I have to give three points to David Nofaluma. That his two tries on the weekend were sensational. <laughs> uh, I'll give I'll give two points to Luciano Leilua, who scored a brilliant try as well on the weekend, and I will give one point to Thomas McKayley for having the brains to get the fuck out of that stupid. <laughs> so they're they're my three two ones as a joke. If you want my real three two ones, wow, it's pretty hard. Um, Dane Laurie looked like he tried the other night, so I'll give him three. Yeah. Uh, I'll give I'll give Pole two. I'm tossing up between Freebarn and Naden, but the fact that Manu and Suwali were on that left edge and they didn't score a try in 72 points, I'm just going to give one point to Naden. But Freebarn had you know 25 tackles or something with none missed, so that that's very very good as well. But I'll, I'll just give one point to Naden. But really, I, we shouldn't be giving any points to anyone. I think we've we, we concede enough points as it is. We don't need to give any more points out. Um, as, what about you? I'm giving my three to Joffa. Um, like I said before, he, he stepped up. It was a poor performance from everyone, but he still made the he still made some runs. He still made his tackles and missed very few. Um, did the best he could. I'm going to give two to Dano because, yeah, he, he kept trying as well, even though there wasn't really much he could do. And I'm going to give my one to Pole as well because he's just he's coming along in leaps and bounds, and I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes next year with the with the runs he's got on the board this year. Uh, I'm going to go. I, yeah. I appreciate the three from Dom as well. Uh, three. <laughs> uh, I can't see the comments at the moment. Moment I'm in the spreadsheet, but I'm going to give Dane my three uh, as well. Two. Yeah, I think Joff. It's, it's all based on effort, this one. Um, and I think Naden deserves a point. He scored a try. Like, come on. I uh, I tweeted out, I, I hope after scoring that try, I hope the, uh, the boys stop on the way home to get McFlurries after that, to celebrate that try. So... <laughs> Who is it who um, almost posts on Twitter after we score? It's Big T, isn't it? Not Neil. Hashtag not Neil. Uh, I don't know that one. I'm inside. Follow I don't Big think T. I yeah, he's always he positive. Does. Big T. <laughs> Righto, guys. Long show. Almost two hours tonight somehow. Um, Ridiculous. We continue to talk about this goddamn rugby league side that... Um, that gives us grief. Uh, just a reminder that we are going um, on Wednesday night, and I've asked, speaking of David Nofaluma, I thought I'd ask uh, the biggest David Nofaluma fan in the world, uh, Paddy Seals, to come on. 
Um, some of you might know him famously from the uh, the Tiger Town documentary, the man with the David Nofaluma tattoo. So it'd be cool to catch up with Paddy and see what he's uh, he's feeling at the moment with David Nofaluma playing uh, playing good footy in purple and not in black, white, and orange. So uh, yeah, so Wednesday night this week. Um, yeah, so join us for that. We'll preview the Dragons game, which yeah, which we're heading out to with Gussie, as we said at the start of the show. Look, looking forward to going the footy just to catch up with you boys. It's um, it's likewise, mate. Yeah, I, same. What happens on the field? Who cares? But uh, to have some, bo- yeah, the the beers together has been few and far between this year. So um, it feels like forever that we've had a home game, plus I missed one because of the spicy cough. So it feels like forever since I've uh, gone to the game. And it's just the thing about the West Tigers um, is it kind of feels like family, not only because my family are all West Tigers fans pretty much, but going to sit in my normal seats and seeing the same people uh, yell the same abuse at the referees and uh, yeah, and go through this the misery all together. There's just something, uh, something, yeah, special about going to the game all together for home games. So I will We're see you ball. guys. Uh, we are we'll be here next year. Um, yeah, to the day we die. So uh, on that note. You guys know how we finish every single episode. And if you can find it in your heart, there's, uh, to say the words, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. For listening to another episode of the West Life podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe if you'd love to hear us again. We're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week this season, Mondays and Thursdays. So we're going to, as the season rolls in, uh, be sure to catch us every week. And if you can, give us a like on the socials, so at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, search for Westlife Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. It's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. We'll see you again next time on the Westlife Podcast.